0: Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Overcast Gamer Show on this, the 17th of December, 2017. Uh, I'm your host for today. Uh, hello, or uh, Balthasar Valentine, as I'm usually <laughs> known by. I'm joined as per usual by...
1: Regan Harper.
0: And, uh, and Michael Link. Finish, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry, Mike, cut you off a bit there. I was I, I was waiting for you to join immediately after Regan and then thought maybe you were waiting for a second introduction because you're not an as per usual. But you're an as per usual at the moment. We've got Mike again, like in the Game of the Year show because Abe's off globe trotting in Europe. Um, mm. No Abe today. No Abe for the foreseeable future still either. Not sure. Hopefully we'll see him again at some point. Hopefully <laughs> yeah. he'll come back.
1: I'm not, I'm, yeah, I, I'm, I'm 50-50. Like if we were doing a sweepstakes on whether or not Abe actually comes back New Zealand because you know he fucking loves Europe eh? like it's I think he just mm-hmm. seems to have some kind of affinity with with Europe and so yeah I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked if he just was like hey uh, yeah just gonna live in London or something you know <laughs> yeah.
0: Mike you love Europe as well don't you is it Germany you're, you're going to at the start of next year or
2: uh, no I'm, I mean I've lived in Germany before but I don't have mm. any plans to go go back in the meantime um, yeah
1: that I actually, thought, that I thought probably, you
2: had a, do. I had a recent trip. Do love
1: Germany? Mm. That probably explains why your Skype profile says you're in Germany. Does that make sense? <laughs> oh, really? yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, um, Balthazar was I, like, mm, I, I think it's this guy here, but it says he's in Germany. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's him. Uh, and it turns out it was. Yeah. It might, so yeah.
2: Yeah, it might have um, actually set it up when I was in Germany. So yeah, that, mm. that would make sense. <laughs>
1: mm. Nice. And well, what have you
0: guys? been up to this past how long has it been since our last pod now probably three weeks
1: yeah quite a while and and I've been I, I haven't been doing too much other than being a little bit slack with getting the other podcasts up so we've if you if you follow ocg um we did a kind of a year in review show and that was up a couple weeks ago and we also have the second half of that which is our sort of our personal game of the year awards uh the windies and so that's going to be going up this afternoon as of like today when we're recording this so um yeah it's kind of been weird for me like i've been busy but if you ask me to go back and tell you what i've been doing i couldn't really give you like a straight answer on what it what it is, um, mm. yeah. It's just been one of those times. It's been one of those 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 kind of times where you just seem to not have any expendable expendable time, <laughs> which uh, mm. which is kind of good and bad. Um, so yeah, not not a whole lot to report on my side of things. What about you guys? What's been what's been happening,
2: Mike? Uh, I'm just busy with work. Uh, really, just sort of dying in the heat during the day, and then oh uh, God, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Fucking New Zealand eh? Um, it's is it work? I kinda I kinda wish that we were like the other hemisphere and that this time of the year was cold. I mm. don't know. Mm. It's yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I mean
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I Would be liking some cold right now, but
1: anyway.
0: Yeah. So. Well I've uh, I saw Star Wars yesterday. Um one of my usually my one annual Movie trip uh, is to the yearly Star Wars release now that Disney's got its yearly schedule going. Mm. Uh, Of course, I have had two this year um, because I went and saw Thor a while back. So I broke broke the rhythm there. Um, But no, I saw Star Wars Episode eight yesterday. Uh, Good film. I won't spoil anything, but I do have a story to share from it.
1: Yeah, go on. um,
0: Which is that I had uh, next to me on my left because it was a packed out theater. um, And yeah, on, on my left, there was an American family um and they were glorious uh they were (laughs) so american um but also just potentially the best random strangers to be sitting next to. Sure. So while you're waiting, you know, it, it's trailers are hit and miss. Some people enjoy trailers before movies. Some people don't. Um, if you're the sort of person who doesn't enjoy trailers for a movie, you had your pre-movie entertainment if you were sat next to this family. <laughs> um, so first thing is they show up and they, you know, they walk up and down the aisle about four times. They found their seats, but they haven't decided what order they want sitting because there's four oh, wow. of them. There's a a son, a daughter, a mum, and a grandfather. Um, so finally, they figure it all out and they sit down and they're sharing the snacks. And either they're not aware of the volume they're speaking at, or in America, sort of until the actual movie starts, people just talk. You know, they're just loud and they don't care. Either's a possibility. Um, but the mum was was the mum and the son were on the opposite ends, and then next to the mum was the granddad next to him was the daughter and then, you know, the son. So the mum and the son were the furthest away from each other and the mum decided she was only going to talk to the son, so I had to kind of lean forwards and yell across. And so I immediately learned the son's name was George um, and that George apparently was in a bit of a mood. Um, I don't really know why, um, but the conversation was pretty much, George, do, do you want some candy, George? No. No. Do you want some popcorn, George? No. Why are you in a mood, George? Stop, George, stop being in a mood. So while while mum's telling George that he's in a mood and he's just saying no, um, the daughter is, you know, trying to, I guess, make them not seem like a horrendous yelling family. So she tries to have a nice conversation with the grandfather. And she turns to him and goes, you excited for the movie, granddad? And he goes, I'm jet lagged. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jet well, yeah. This is the We're last place I want to be. <laughs> yeah. What about the movie? What? What is it? It's Star Wars. Go. Oh. Oh. It'll be okay then. Uh, yeah. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. <laughs> Mom, that's I'm, it, I'm fine. So, so now back to George. You're in a mood, George. I'm not, Mom. Just leave me alone. Are you? Are you upset, George? Because you found out Jar Jar Binks isn't in the movie. Mom, that's not it so it was just it was brilliant and they were all just yelling at each other um in the end as soon as the mum stopped talking everyone quietened down and it was fine so i think she was just the catalyst for the whole was whole there any debacle.
1: was there anyone or, like could you sense any sort of because if they were talking to you, the trailers i do know that there are some people who are like hang on now like the trailers are mm-hmm. you know and my fang was it could you sense any host- of what I paid for <laughs> <Yeah>. um
0: <laughs> no i i don't think so uh, certainly not in my immediate area most people were actually talking up until the movie started uh, not helped by the fact that there was an issue with showing the trailers sort of the last five seconds of every trailer and it got towards the end it would freeze on a random frame while the sound was still playing and the colours would get all warped uh, it made some of the trailers incredible uh, some of the ones that were just ads for things um, oh, yeah. so someone was like oh I'm glad I went and got my teeth done at you know this place and then the frame would freeze and all the colour would drain out and the <laughs> teeth went bright red <laughs> and it was just it was perfect Like yeah uh, oh it sounds amazing.
2: Uh, it yeah, it, so yeah. it
0: was really bizarre. Um but no, the movie was good, but so was the pre-movie entertainment in this particular instance mm. as well. So I saw it at just at the Reading in the Titan screen. Um and, you know, there was cheering, there was clapping, there was laughing. It's one of those very involved audiences, um, which I find you always get when you go to a packed theatre. Mm. Um, one person, you know, cheers or claps at something, and then someone who's in agreement but is never going to be the one to start it does it as well because someone else is. And then in the end, the whole theatre is doing it, except me because I don't join in on those things. Um.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, no, that sounds fun. That sounds good, like a good vibe. Did you see it on the day that it came out, like? You wouldn't have gone to the premiere. I'm sure but like no, know, that... I
0: saw it yesterday afternoon Um, we went to an afternoon session because normally they are less full Yeah Um, and so it was kind of an early session like as in close to release But we were still able to get good seats So we know like middle of the middle row kind of thing like yeah, those cool. perfect seats you always try to get Yeah, um, so pretty much think we went to the first session that we could get to that we could get great seats for Yeah, um
1: and yeah good good experience awesome i'm so yeah i'm so pleased to hear that there was you know american family there like they <laughs> it's funny about americans they eh? like they you know you because we're exposed to so much american media and things and and you know america is defined by kind of the size and scope and and just the kind of bombacity of everything and then you sort of come across just regular americans and there's just they just embody <laughs> it all it's 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 great it's awesome yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Cool.
0: Cool. Well, if that's all all we've all been doing in the past few weeks, let's cut into what we've been playing. So, Regan, over to you first.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I was saying before how I haven't had much free time, but I have had a couple of hours to squeeze in um, a little bit, of, a little bit of game playing. Um, and I went and bought the new Assassin's Creed and um, i can't remember if i talked about this on the last pod i probably didn't because you know the last pod was like 30 years ago uh (laughs) but i went and picked it up and paid like i think i went i think i went to jb and paid like 80 bucks for it or something like that which i felt was okay um and have had maybe four or five hours with it so far and Mm. My, so my initial impression, right, was, you know, because there was all this kind of talk and, and, and hype with, with the game beforehand around how, like, you know, they tried to incorporate aspects of The Witcher and games like this, and they'd taken their year off and that sort of thing. And my initial impression was that I could see what they had done, but, like, the the kind of, it was still lacking that heart. You know, there's... um. I guess the the biggest difference between a game like The Witcher and and a game that's made by something like someone like Ubisoft is, you know, Ubisoft are just kind of copying and pasting in some ways, and 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 mm. it just means that it feels a little bit empty and 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 that kind of thing. But as I've as I've spent more time with it, I'm starting to get the impression that it's going to be better than you know that my first impressions gave it credit for. So there's lots of mechanics the fighting is newer and definitely better than the previous assassin's creeds but is not is probably not as refined as it could be it's a little bit clunky it feels so there's more to it you know there's a dodge it, it's it kind of plays essentially like the witcher in a lot of ways The the fighting mechanic you know you lock on there's a dodge there's a there's a parry there's a you know all of that kind of stuff but it's not as button mashing as the old assassins creeds used to be but it just feels a wee bit clunky maybe not quite as refined as uh as the witcher perhaps was which is maybe saying something because i don't know how did you guys find the the fighting in the witcher did you find that clunky or did you not or how did you feel about it
0: i found it fine to be honest um I mean, I it wasn't refined, like it wasn't, you know, the, the sleekest combat system, but I, I felt like they were going for more of a Dark Souls combat system feel where stuff felt weighty and, like, every time you pressed the button, it was going to react to it, so you couldn't just bash. You actually had to, you know, have some precision and, and forethought to what mm. you were doing. Um, so I felt like it didn't necessarily feel right for the genre for me, but it didn't feel like a foreign or, or new sort of method of combat being controlled.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Well, that, that's that's totally fair enough. I think they probably have gone for a bit of that, but I I don't know. Maybe as I get used to it and I and I get the buttons down and that kind of stuff. Like it's early days. Like I'm probably still just a bit shit at it. But as I get the buttons down, that might be alleviated. But uh, generally speaking, there's loads of mechanics in there. So you've uh, I really do like the mechanic with the eagle. So he's got like a pet eagle, right? And yeah, you can sort of I guess inhabit the eagle and then you fly up and you can fly about with your eagle and you can look about and and use that as kind of finding where you need to go so you don't have that sort of map littered with stuff um there's still a lot Mm -hmm. of shit on the map but you know you you're not just getting a map that is just a shitload of way markers and things. You actually kinda of need to use your eagle to to scope out the area and that kind of thing, which I think is mm. is done quite well and, and is really cool. There's what I what I always enjoy with those games is uh you know, going out and hunting beasts and things to get uh to get resources for building gear, crafting gear, that kind of thing. So um and that's making always, a
2: better wallet. Yeah, exactly. Out
1: of, uh... Yeah, a better wallet uh, for keeping your your coins <laughs> from in. A, from a hippo skin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think in this one it's a crocodile skin, but, you know, it's hippos, crocodiles. Oh, same, yeah. same diff. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure hippos will come up at some stage. Uh, it'd be, be rude for them not to. But, uh, yeah, so it's good. Um, I am looking forward to spending some more time with it. Uh, I don't want to say too much, I guess, just because it's, you know, um, it's early days. But, um, yeah, yeah, it's good it's good it does look
2: massive as well like uh sort of video where uh well first of all like flying up with a bird and just looking around and then like sort of zooming out on the map and it just has like this massive area and then it just goes out further and like that massive area is just like one sort of like state or you know yeah oh it's huge one sort of zone out of like you know. It's so yeah it's
1: yeah. fucking ginormous like i've only just they actually did a white orchard type thing where you know you're in a smaller area and then you do your little tutorial mm. and all that kind of stuff and then you move across to one of the bigger areas i guess so it's not you know you can you learn the mechanics and it's not overwhelming but that transition to that first major area yeah it was kind of like holy shit um it's massive I, I i again it's early days so i don't know the true scope of it but if this first area is anything to go on and then looking at the kind of map screen that you can have a look at, it, it it's like on the scope of something like The Witcher. It's, yeah, it's huge. Huge. Cool. Nice. Yeah, awesome. but, but that's pretty much me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> cool. <laughs> what about you, Mike? What have you been playing?
2: Uh, well, I picked up Dark Souls 3 finally. Um, nice. So just sort of like I'd run out of other games to play and uh, there, wasn't, there wasn't much coming out that I wanted to play, so um yeah went went and uh picked that up because it's been on my list for a while uh to
1: get into and it's uh, classic and then- mike isn't it you know <laughs> i'm surprised you haven't played yeah. it before now
2: yeah yeah well i mean like you, you know i'm a big fan of bloodborne and it's like it's basically you know pretty much the same game uh oh well, yeah dip, but more more dark souls um and yeah just been having a, a blast of that it's just yeah sort of like bloodborne all over again um so I actually managed to finish it, um, play through the whole story. Um, must have been last weekend, though. Yeah, finished it. Um, but yeah, it's been been quite good. So I've been chatting to Balthazar about it because he's been playing it quite a bit as well. And he's been... Um, well, thought he thought he's been giving me advice, but turns out he's just been sort of trolling me in a big way. <laughs> uh, feeding, feeding me false information. Like, he, he told me to pick up a sword and um, upgrade it. And it, he, he says, oh, when you upgrade it, it's got like a an S-rank... Um, strength modifier so if you've got 60 strength then you know, it just kills anything in one hit kind of thing so i was like oh cool like picked it up like spent ages like um, upgrading <laughs> it to to the maximum level and then it turns out it was only a c rank c rank modifier and um I was that like, oh, okay yeah oh, that's was right that what with
0: I- the rider right, uh, the right uh infusion on it though to make it purely yeah. strength well that, that yeah. was
2: the base thing but then I, that makes you know, it like the, a
0: plus right so
2: yeah yeah i put i put the gem thing in it to make it to increase the strength modifier and um and it went to a rank which is still pretty good but i was just like oh yeah you know, whatever it doesn't matter it's still a pretty good sword
1: so how long um, would you be <laughs> doing that on balthazar's advice uh yeah good number
2: of hours like spent spending a few <laughs> hours like you know farming um materials and like wandering around trying to trying to get what i needed to do it um that, that wasn't even the worst of it um I, I got up to a boss. Um, <laughs> this, uh, dude, yeah, this dude, yeah, just dude flies king. in on a dragon. It's a real cool, yeah, the, um, the unnamed king. Um, uh, real cool boss fight. Um, so you like fight him when he's on a dragon, and then um, uh, once you've fought him, he like he sort of gets off and he kills the dragon, and then you fight him um, on the ground. He's this massive guy with like this big spear, like this lightning spear, um, and just. Having so much trouble with him. So I was like talking to Balthazar about it. And he's like, Balthazar, like, oh, yeah, it's real easy. You just like, you can parry most of his attacks. There's like only a couple you can't actually parry. I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. So, like on the weekend, um, you know, finished work, got home, like spent about two hours um, fighting him, trying to parry his attacks, and I just couldn't do it. Like, must just, you gotta, you gotta time it really well um, to parry, parry an attack. And um, yeah, just couldn't do it. So I was like, oh, whatever. Um, you know, went to bed, got up the next day. Um spent about another half hour trying to parry his attacks and I was just like, Oh, I just can't do it. So like read up on the um the Dark Souls wiki and um <laughs> and the wiki page <laughs> just says um, can't parry this this enemy's attacks. <laughs> can't <laughs> parry attacks. I'm just like, oh, None God. of them like, I just spent like so long just fucking- <laughs> Getting
1: killed. Remember, like, <laughs> trying to oh him. wow! Is this just because? I mean, it seems to me like I've never really played these games, but it seems to me like as soon as like as soon as you play Dark Souls, uh, uh, trolling is essentially kind of part of the the game. Yeah, yeah. Well, is I mean, that, was, would that be fair to say? Like,
2: yeah, I don't think it was intentional. Like, I find it really funny, but um, like Belfast. Yeah, uh, it was. Playing- um, if you actually put
0: in, um, like if you have no prior Dark Souls 3 game data or anything on a PlayStation. If you put in the original game, so not like the Game of the Year or the, the Soul Cinder Edition or whatever it's called, and don't ever connect to the internet and don't update it, um, you can parry the Nameless King in his initial 1.0 release form. Um, and I don't actually know when they patched it to make him parryable. Uh, and because all of my game time pretty much since, you know, a few initial playthroughs has just been PvP, Um, I was going off, you know, like two-year-old information. Um, And so it's like when I (laughs) fought that dude, you can beat him really quickly by parrying him and stabbing him. That's just not the case anymore. And likewise, the Dark Sword (laughs) used to be on 1.0 an S modifier for strength um and everyone bitched about it because it was the most op noob sword in the game um which is why i recommended it to mike because if you want to have an easy way you know first playthrough even if people online call it a noob sword they don't know you're using it for the campaign if you just want to get through get some souls level up get some gear use the fucking noob sword (laughs) why not Mm. um Oh so, yeah. yeah, I recommended yeah. it, but then it turns out yeah, it's been nerfed to an A rank modifier, and it <laughs> might have also had its uh, invisible range reduced. It used to have this redi- like great sword length
2: range, even though it's just a short oh yeah, sword. yeah no, definitely it just has regular range, I think. So,
1: but that's yeah, wow. all right. <laughs> so you uh, you inadvertently trolled. Mm, that's, yeah, yeah. that's, that's that's amazing. And I yeah. love that yeah that it's happened with a game like Dark Souls Three, where it's just you know you didn't even mean to, and you still yeah. trolled yeah. them. It's amazing. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and then just uh, regular trolling as well. I've been doing a little bit of that. I just um, invading people <laughs> and sitting next to a bridge you can just break when people try to run up, uh, run across it. Um, so you just like disguise myself as a tree and just sit next to the bridge, and then when like the group or you know the the dude, the host of the world comes through, wait for him to be at the right spot, and then you just like jump out and like slash the the rope holding the bridge together, and it just sort of like slowly like collapses, and the guy's just trying to run across it in a panic. And it just like falls down, like right, 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 they're about to reach the (laughs) end. So yeah, been 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 having some fun with that, just being a bridge troll. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, that's good fun game. Um, Other than that, I picked up um, Wipeout Omega Collection. Uh, I was on on sale on the on the PlayStation Store. Um, Mm. You you guys played it, Regan? You into that sort of racing?
1: Nah, never really did Wipeout, eh? I, uh, because it was a PlayStation 1 original, right? Am I, have I got that from from back in the day? Yeah, um, the first one
2: I ever played was, I think, the second Wipeout, which is Wipeout 2097, and that was on the PlayStation 1, um, which I got in about 1999, I think, back in the day shit um, yeah. yeah
1: okay so i would have never really played them because i didn't own a ps1 until like really late in that console cycle yeah um and i really just played my mates and we we spent all our time playing things like final fantasy 7 so nah didn't, can't, can't say i was kind of party to that at the time
2: all right yeah it's good fun it's like i've been playing it sort of a bit more as a casual game as opposed to dark souls 3 um so yeah just jumping in doing, doing a couple races um here and there um, and it's real fun you just like fly real fast throughout throughout the track and just you've got the um quite like the uh, the, the air brakes so you just sort of like flying around a corner and then you can just tap the air brakes which is on the on the shoulder buttons and it just sort of pops up a flap on your ship and you just like sort of does do more of a sharp turn while still going at a cool real speed so it's just like yeah real fast real fun um yeah but bit of ship combat and they've got a um, a mode called uh, zone, which um, they just plop you on a track. Um, so you start at going one of the slower speeds. Um, problem is, like they for this this mode, you just start accelerating the whole time. So you, you can't actually uh, stop or anything like that. You just got to like use the air brakes um, and steer around the course. And it just like slowly makes you go faster and faster. Uh, wow. Yeah, yeah, and you're just zooming throughout the track and just smashing into corners everywhere, and um, eventually <laughs> your ship just blows up. But um, you know, the object is to to um, you know reach a certain spot. Uh, where well, you, you go through zones, so it goes you know zone one, two, three. Um, it gets faster. Eventually, um, goes Mac one, Mac two, Mac three.
1: <laughs> Does it, when you hit Mac, is it kind of like, you know, it, I'm just imagining with those games it makes a really big deal about it. So it makes a big noise and like colors and sparks fly out and all that kind of stuff. Is it something along those lines? Uh, not
2: really. Um, so, one, so the, yeah, the Immediate Collection is like three games. So, um, not sure. So played a bit of the first one, which is uh, 2048. Uh, I'm not sure if it did with that one, but uh, I moved on to the second one, which is Wipeout. Uh, HD, um, and that one, the, they they do all these like sort of psychedelic colours on the, on the track. So it's a normal racing track, but they um, they just make all the colours re- really whack and um, colourful. Um, and so each each sort of zone or speed is a um, like signified with different colours. So like you'll go to the next zone, and then the, the all the tracking colours will change colour. Um, so it, lo- it looks really trippy, and you're just like flying around. It's pretty cool. So. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Nice. Yeah. Sounds like fun.
2: Yeah, it's good fun. Uh, that's about me. I played a bit of Xenoblade Chronicles uh, 3D. So it's the first Xenoblade on the 3DS. Um, yeah, I don't have too much to say about it. Uh, yeah, bit, bit of a slow-going game. But probably, probably just let <laughs> yeah. start talk about the, the second one. <laughs> hmm. it's, it's more new. Yeah. New yeah. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. Well, I've... Yeah, I've... Okay. Yeah,
0: I've played a few things um since the last pod i i'm trying to remember because i'm tracking back a bit because i know that when i was playing it i really wanted to talk about the uh dot hack uh last recode remake for ps4 because um, i got that back when it first came out in mid-ish november and it was great As someone who wanted to play those games back on PS2 but never could, because by the time I learned of them, they were incredibly rare um, and unavailable everywhere, having them come to PS4 was great. And PC, though, I got this one on PS4 because some of the PC reviews were complaining about graphical glitches and stuff. Um, So I thought, play it safe, go with the PS4 one. That seems to, I mean, it it is just a remake for PS2 games, so it's going to be optimised for Sony platforms. Let's just, you know, leave it, be easy. Um great series. Uh have any of you guys played any dot hack games before?
2: No. And,
1: no, um, I have not. I've I've definitely heard of them. I I think I have a memory of seeing them like one of them when we were um young on like the the shelf at the video store, where, you know, the the rental United video. Um but that's it. That's all I know.
2: Mm. I don't I actually don't think I'd heard of them until you told me about it, Velso.
0: Right. Well, I um yeah, I've always wanted to play the PS2 ones um and Basically, the, the story is they're a game series where the game is, it's a single player game, but it's an MMO inside a world kind of thing. So the game, technically, the character you play in the game is someone who's playing a character in a game and you're controlling their character within the game. But every now and again, you will quit the game and be just the person behind the MMO, sort of checking their emails or going to forums (laughs) or whatever and it's really weird but it's really cool because you know you really get into this world like going to news websites and stuff and reading up on what's going around uh, getting hooked on a show called salvador i Hutter's online jack which is like a extreme <laughs> investigator who breaks into places to get the real scoop in the news and stuff like that and these are fully <laughs> animated episodes like up to sort of 10 minute episodes um of news exposés and we're talking animated not like you know Modern sort of 3d animations, but old school sort of cartoons like hand-drawn animation um, Wow, really cool. Um, <laughs> a lot of cool stuff like that. And yeah, uh, the game itself So it was originally a trilogy, but with the ps4 remake that did a fourth game as well to kind of finish the story um, Oh, wow. wow. And so yeah each game for I did a medium playthrough. So that's not difficulty. That's um like I did the story I hit maximum level within the game because your save file carries between games. So there's a 50 level cap each game. So the first game, 50 is the highest level. Second game, 100. Third game, 150 kind of thing. Um, So I'd hit the highest level within the game, get the best gear within the game, finish the story, uh, and finish the abyssal side quest line um, and kill a doppelganger because those were kind of the things which were noted in the next game, whether or not you'd done all those things. So I didn't 100% them, I just did more than a base playthrough, but not a full playthrough kind of thing. And then it jumped yep. into the next one. Same thing again story, level 100 abyssal quest killer doppelganger and then in that one i collected their twilight weapons whatever they were as well and then in the third one i upgraded everything to max and then in the fourth one i did just play through the story because they didn't add a whole lot they just finished the story so it was just playing a story um yeah great games it's there's almost not a lot to say because they are just good you know how sometimes you (laughs) feel like when you're When you're overtly noting everything that's good with the game, it it comes off as though you're trying to you know it needs promoting kind of thing uh, you know there's maybe mm. stuff wrong with it and so you need to oversell the stuff that's good but i had nothing yeah to complain about with these games therefore i can't actually praise what's good because i just don't have that built-in desire to justify the game's existence it was a good game like every component within the game all four games were good everything that was in them was good nothing felt like a poorly Uh, added add-on like the email system was cool the forums were cool posting in forums and having people reply and then replying to them and trolling people and stuff was all cool um (laughs) uh they from the second game onwards they also added a digital card game you could play from your desktop as well as the mmo that was cool and didn't feel like a you know crappy add-on it actually felt like a fun separate game um yeah they, they were just really fun uh So I definitely recommend it, especially for the price tag. I think it was like $60 on PS4 um,
1: for four games games
0: that took about 25 hours each for a medium playthrough, so about 100 hours there.
1: Um, Nice. Yeah, that's great. uh,
0: Yeah, so I did that a while ago. Then more recently, um, Breath of the Wild again, because Champions Ballad, the second DLC pack for it, came out. And what a dlc pack what a way to do a dlc like breath of the wild nailed everything this year everything they did was incredible um the core game was amazing the first dlc pack was a lot of fun and now this one where you get a freaking motorbike for no reason uh (laughs) and (laughs) i've seen
2: clips of that motorbike it looks pretty crazy
0: yeah and uh (laughs) you get a saddle and bridle for your horse so that it can just teleport to you anywhere and stuff as well like they made this the kind of get around easily dlc um but all the trials they added were cool the armors and weapons they added were cool um the boss they added was badass um i mean he was harder than ganon as is and then when you've beaten him the first time you can actually go back and re-challenge him and he's like 10 times harder um and he's freaking
1: they really know how to step up that difficulty eh? yeah like uh, could you imagine doing when when they released the last dlc with the master mode Mm. i was just like holy shit this is hard and then you consider what the late game must be like or like the trial of the sword that kind of stuff like how do you like oh borderline impossible did you ever
0: even finish the trial of the sword on normal mode
1: uh i haven't no. no i've still got the last one last one to Same, do. yeah i yeah. got to
0: the upper trials and i was like god this is tricky
1: because <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's there's like 25 of them or something like it's a long mm. it's a slog yeah. we'll get through yeah. them yeah
2: uh did you have to do all those ones in order as well like if you died you just had to start from the beginning again is that right
0: so you would have to start so you, at the beginning of that tier. So if you finished one tier completely, you unlocked the next tier. And so you could always start oh, yeah. at that next tier. But the tier yep. was like, so the first one, yeah, I think each one was about 25 floors you had to go through to finish the tier. Oh, and if you lost at any of those, it was back to the start of the 25 floors again. Um, All right. So,
1: but you you get like it takes a bit of time to really sort of plot your way through each floor. Mm. So it's kind of good that you do it over and over because you can kind of, you know, you might cheese your way or, or fluke your way through one, and then you have to start again, and then you actually need to actually properly strategize and yeah. things. Mm. I think it's really cool. It's it a, is. it's a sweet little. Side mode, yeah. Um,
0: but yeah, the so Breath of the Wild DLC, fantastic as well. Got me back into it, just playing more. Um, you know, after I finished it, I kept playing anyway. I did a whole bunch of collectible stuff, did some more side quests, um, did some more Master Mode trial stuff or, or attempts. Uh, beat Ganon again, so I was like, oh man, I wonder how different he is now that I've got you know an upgraded Master Sword and all this cool gear and everything. Um, and didn't really notice the difference, to be honest. He was always a pushover. But, yeah, it was uh, it's cool. It's really fun, and definitely recommend that for anyone who already has Breath of the Wild.
2: Cool. Are they, are uh, they um, paid DLCs?
0: They are, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not sure how much they are individually. I think it's $30 New Zealand for the season pass, um, right, right. Yeah. which is both of them, and I'd say it's worth it. $30 price tag for those is, yeah. is worth, in my opinion.
2: Are they planning any yeah, more? Agreed.
0: Uh, I don't believe so. I think, the, or out of the initial proposed DLCs, that was the last one. It's possible they may do another one later. Um, you know, they may see the success or whatever and be like, oh man, we've got an opportunity to do this. But that's not really the Zelda style. I mean, a mm. DLC is not anyway, but then yeah, just yeah. going beyond the initially proposed DLC just because the reception was good. Reception's always been good of Zelda games and they've, you know, they haven't gone beyond what they promised. Mm. They just start making the next one or what have you um Mm. so as much as i love the world of breath of the wild the hyrule within this version of the game and would love to continue to revisit it with new content um i still hope they stick with you know legend of zelda and they don't make a breath of the wild 2 or anything like that they just continue to make more games with more you know future versions of links and future versions of hyrule and just keep on Mm. keep on changing it up Mm.
1: yeah i i can't imagine them doing a breath of the Wild 2 Mm. that'd be weird yeah. That'd, yeah. Nah. No thank you, Nintendo.
2: <laughs> uh, every Some, time I'm like, oh I have to get a get a switch really soon.
1: Yeah. You really do. Yeah. You do. Uh maybe maybe boxing day sales or something yeah, like yeah, that.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm uh, waiting for at the moment, I think. So yeah. Yeah, the, do it. You, yeah, won't, you need you to, won't regret for it. Sure. Like it's
1: <laughs> yeah. It's Yeah. It, <clears throat> like we've talked about this before how like when people get their switch and i had the same conversation with someone at work the other day who had just recently bought a switch and i was like you know how how is the console and he's like i love it i just love it like <laughs> it's just you you there's something about it and you just fall in love with it yeah. it's oh, there's there's something special about the switch it's, yeah. it's a great console it is
0: and yeah the last thing i've been playing is xenoblade chronicles 2 um which is the third xenoblade chronicles game and uh, it's good i enjoy it um mike you you know you've been playing the first one um so you know a bit about kind of how the games work but it is yeah i mean they can be slow this one is the most accessible i'd say of the three um it's not as slow um they do kind of try to kick the story off straight away and keep it flowing quite consistently um there's still a lot of side quests and stuff that you can go do that can you know make it be 10 plus hours before you do another story thing um but if you do just want to follow through the story and keep that pace up you can it seems to be paced really well that way Mm -hmm. um yeah that's good yeah there's a lot of really all that they've continued from the first game is that everyone lives on the back of titans um you know, those giant beasts that are just massive, you know, world size, country-sized. Um, and they are just cool. They call them countries, uh, too. You know, they go from country to country doing these things. And the countries are just titans, these massive behemoth beasts that move around. Um, and they're, they're and, alive in this one, eh? Yeah, so they are alive. Um, And they're actively moving around. And there's kind of cool mechanics where... Uh, it's kind of the same world where, you know, in the first game, if you looked over the edge of the Titans, I don't know if you actually got to a point where you were kind of at the edge that you could look over. Um, But there's just kind of the clouds beneath you and everything like that. Um, And in Xenoblade Chronicles 2, you can jump off the Titans and swim through the clouds um, to kind of reach different areas. And so they do have a mechanic where, uh, basically, the clouds have tides based on, other you know the proximity to other titans and stuff like if they're closer together then the clouds between them rise up and stuff like that um so there are some areas that are only accessible in high tide and some that are only accessible in low tide so you need to kind of wait or plan plan your routes based on that which is kind of cool um but yeah it's very different from x while it's quite similar to one very different from xenoblade chronicles x on wii u which at first was a little disappointing because x Unpopular Opinion uh, is my favorite Xenoblade Chronicles game. Um, it There was just something about that. That game was just crazy. Like I, I just fell in love with it. It was so fun. Um, and 2 is a lot of fun as well. And the more I play it, the more I appreciate it as something else. Um, and probably like it just as much now. I didn't initially like it as much. Um, but I do like it just as much now, just for completely different reasons. Uh, so again it's it's a solid Switch title it just it continues to add to that library of games on the Switch the only complaint I'd have is the frame rate um, it's not great yeah. in a lot of areas because the worlds are so huge they don't have loading screens and stuff you know they really wanted to do that whole populate the whole maps and have them be really big and a lot of creatures and everything and, and a far view distance and stuff um, and I guess they chose that art style so that it wouldn't be A limitation having you know huge maps and stuff without loading screens if they made it a less demanding less realistic looking art style uh they could get away with it but it still suffers in some of the bigger open areas uh they also there are some areas with a lot of particle effects and it can't handle it 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 does make me question why they're there there's one particular country that one of its other mechanics is whether or not there's a sandstorm going on um And it's supposed to be, you know, it's more dangerous if there's a sandstorm, you shouldn't go out, you should wait until it dies down. But what it actually comes down to is if there's a sandstorm, (laughs) go to bed because you ain't going out in the sandstorm, your game will lock up kind of thing. Like it'll drop to an unplayable frame rate. Um, So I do question why they kept that sandstorm element in there. Um, There are certainly a few things that the, the performance does suffer a bit. But overall, Mm -hmm. um, as a whole game, very solid. And if you're into JRPGs and own a Switch, it's definitely a must-have.
1: Oh, nice one. Yeah, I'm sort of at the moment sort of tossing up whether I go with Xenoblade, like after I finish Assassin's Creed. Is it Xenoblade? Is it uh, Persona? That kind of thing? Mm -hmm. Sort of tossing it up, leaning towards Xenoblade just because I haven't really played like a solid JRPG in a long time and it just sounds... It sounds wonderful, so. And I get to play it on Switch. So yeah, that's that's
0: that is. the selling yeah. point to me straight away. If you're trying to decide between a game that's on Switch or a game that's not on the Switch, my vote would always be the game that's on Switch. <laughs> <laughs> I just love playing it. I just it's crazy. I was yeah. even last night I was playing uh, Fire Emblem Warriors again just because, you know, I took my Switch through to bed um, okay. to finish uh, doing some stuff in Xenoblade and then I quit Xenoblade because we were watching some stuff on the laptop in bed. And, you know, just because I have my Switch in my hands, instead of just putting it to sleep to watch, I just launched up Fire Emblem because it's such a, you know, mindless, button bashing, hack and slash, just run through and, you know, kill thousands of guys kind of thing. It's like I couldn't, if it was any other console, I couldn't just do that. But on the Switch, you can, and I freaking love it. Cool. Well, that's about what we've all been playing. So let's kick into some news. There's not been a massive amount because, you know, the end of the year is looming. So all the kind of media outlets are focused on what's happened this whole year looking back. So there has, of course, been the Video Game Awards for 2017. Um, not the prestigious OCG Video Game Awards, those already happened. The less well known. Um, video game awards i who's who does them i always forget his name i just call him anything
1: oh tom clancy something keely jeff keely yeah yeah
0: um yeah his video game awards um which are always good they're a good laugh um good show uh he's uh you know because he he does them independently doesn't he i mean he he pays for them all out of his pocket or takes sort of patreon donations they're not you know uh sponsored award show but oh they are they've always got what is it is it Schick or Gillette who is the the razor man that they always have there every year but um
1: oh yeah
0: <laughs> they're not you know sponsored <laughs> by a developer or a reviewer or anything like that you know they're independent and they can form their own opinions and not need to to cater to any developers or publishers which is great um so shall yep. we dive a bit into the awards this year who took out what and any other shenanigans yes yeah,
1: so let's good. do it yeah
0: so i don't know this site i'm looking through now do we want to start with the big one because that's what they start with the actual game of the year i believe this is actually the last award they give out but they put it at the top of their website presumably because it's the one that most um, people care about
1: yeah let's let's start from the bottom
0: all right should we st- start yeah. from the uh nothing awards so best
1: chinese yeah. game. <laughs> best chinese game uh we can just whip through these. Best Chinese game was JX3 HD. I don't know if that's how you say it, but there you go. It should have been. I'm icy. sure it's a worthy winner. Out
0: of the games that are there, it should have been icy. That's all I'll say. Because I've I've never, I've never, never played, played or heard of JX3 HD, but icy is on my wish list on Steam. Therefore, it's clearly superior.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> the only game in this, this lot that I have heard of is Monument Valley 2 mm. because I played Monument Valley the original one when I was in Europe and I did that piece on um, on the mobile games that I played yeah. uh, so I'm going to say Monument Valley 2 should have won it but you know whatever the
0: last one there King of Glory that screenshot just looks like League of Legends
1: but it does. best yeah.
0: debut indie game was the next one specifically the best debut indie game that was presented by Shik Hydra um, the winner of that one was Cuphead, which I think is probably a deserving win. Have either of you guys played that yourselves?
2: No. Um, no. Personally, um, like I mean, looks like it could be fun, but I'm not a fan of that style of animation. It just sure. looks really weird and creepy to me. So. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> Golf Story was also on there, which, Regan, you were a fan of. We did a stream of that one. Yeah, mm, I really, yeah Golf
2: Story was good. I really want to play Hollow Knight
0: yeah i've hollow knight the only one on there i've played um and that was which it. is coming to the switch i think so yeah another reason another reason for you to get a switch for sure <laughs> yeah. um but yeah i've heard everyone who's talked about cuphead who's played it says it's great so i'm sure that was a deserved one as well um these next two who cares really best esports team <laughs> uh the winner was cloud nine i've heard of them so i sure. guess you know sure they must be pretty great um <laughs> next obviously the award we're all eagerly anticipating, the best esports player, presented by Omen by HP. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Thanks, HP. Uh the winner of uh, Baker or Lee Sang Hyuk in mm. SKT hey, one, <laughs> which they call SKT one should- now.
1: Yeah people should if you go to the website go to the gameawards.com/awards and have a look at the photo that they've chosen for this guy cuz he just doesn't look like he wants to be no, there. No he eh? doesn't at all. The only <laughs> one to,
0: <laughs> the dude who looks most stoked to be there is uh Nikola Kovac from Counter-Strike Go. That dude the fourth one along. He knows that he's yeah. there and he's stoked to it. he's like yeah I made it. And what?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um he's looking pretty serious yeah. about
0: it the only ones i've heard up there are faker and Ryuji Hong, um so it's good to see they're both there because they're also the only two esports players i've ever heard the name of um <laughs> best esports game uh winner of that one was overwatch i don't think there's a lot of um surprise with that one at all blizzard <laughs> have been pushing the esport angle really hard for it I'm sure there are people mm. who play it and other games on the list who would probably disagree and say other games have had a better year for developing as an esport, but I think I think it's the obvious choice really as Overwatch for this one. The other nominees were Rocket League, League of Legends, Dota Two and Counter Strike Go. Um Yeah.
1: Yeah i think that makes sense and and everyone who plays overwatch agrees that it's a really fun game even if you're not into the competitive side of things Mm. so while it's done really well as an esport you know it's a good game in itself as well so good job
0: yeah um we're going to skip the next one uh because i'm not even going to talk about (laughs) the person who won it um (laughs) above that we've got best best student game um so this was a a high school or college level student-made game um, with sort of huh. f- no funding. So this is just a cool category in general, the fact that there are so many entries mm. that are, you know, worthy of discussion. I've not heard of any of them, um, but I'm sure, you know, they're all pretty great. Just, yeah. Uh, the winner was Level Squared. That... Uh, looks like maybe is it a mobile game or it might be a PC though. Yeah. Looks like a puzzle game it's of right. some sort. That this
1: yeah i reckon if you got in on this and had a look at it it would you know they would be super creative like i think this Mm. would be a really cool category to go through and actually just grab these games and and check them Mm. out because that i reckon that'd be awesome Yeah. yeah
0: um next up we have best indie game so what's the difference hang on so this isn't best debut indie game presented by chic hydro this is just best independent game Um, So I guess this is including games that aren't the first for their developer. Um,
1: Mm. This is for outstanding creative and technical achievement in a game made outside the traditional publisher system.
0: Cuphead won that. I'd have to disagree um, because Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice is in that category. And how the hell is that not better than some 2D side-scrolling finger bang game. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's Finger Guns Dark Souls. Like, how is, like, 2D Finger Guns Dark Souls? That doesn't sound like a fantastic
2: game to me. Have you seen, um, there's a, a cool, just sorry to get off subject a little bit, um, there's a cool animation someone did where it was, like, they, they animated, like, basically a Dark Souls characters and, and enemies in the um, the Cupheads sort of <laughs> style. No. You didn't see that? Oh. That sounds look, really cool. Yeah, bro. it did, did look really cool. So they're little, like, um, Warriors of Sunlight, little dudes with their finger banging, the little, like, lightning <laughs> gaps. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's cool. Yeah, pretty cool.
1: I've also heard good things about Night in the Woods, which is another mm. nom, nom in this category. So we got Cuphead, who took it out, Pyre by uh super giant, super giant that's, games. Uh, i believe that's
0: the most recent game by the people who did bastion and uh oh, yeah. transistor i think it's them i think it's the third game by them
1: nice nice night in the woods which apparently is also really great uh what remains of edith finch and yes yeah, cinema sacrifice so it's pretty strong category mm-hmm. uh
0: next we got most anticipated game presented by McAfee, of all people
1: um <laughs> i thought uh, this was the one that made me stop when i was looking down the list because how do they judge that yeah like, how do i they guess know how, what
0: who, i think they go to the trailer on youtube and they see what has the most likes
1: right i don't right. think
0: of any other way you can do it i mean a poll <laughs> or, but a poll of the people there would just be like a really small limited you know pool of information mm. like it would be yeah not great i would say it's probably just to do with general media attention to it uh uh what is it? sort of how positive the responses are to uh information or, or trailers or what have you been put out about them um that's all i can mm. think of really mm. Mm.
1: Mm.
0: so the winner there was last of us part two kind of surprised gotta say um i mean you guys are pretty yeah. stoked for it right mm.
1: Yeah, Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a great game for sure. But then when you consider that, so the other ones are Red Dead 2, uh, Monster Hunter World, Marvel Spider-Man and God of War, all very hyped games. Um, I would probably have put Red Dead 2 as the winner, hmm. but I don't know, Mike, what do you think, man?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think for me it's probably pretty up there with Last of Us and Red Dead and God of War. I don't know, they're they're pretty equal, I suppose, equally. But so it's a little bit hyped for for those ones. I like how yeah,
0: three of the know. games mm. on the list of Sony exclusives. That's good. Yeah. Three of the most anticipated games are only coming to PlayStation.
1: <laughs> yeah. Sony's marketing team just working overtime. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm surprised. I mean, I guess it's a good fit. I, I can't think I mean, the only other game on there, the only other games, God of War, um, and Monster Hunter World, I didn't care too much about when I Saw it coming for PS4, but now that I see it's also coming to PC, I care more about it. Um, I'll probably pick it up on PC.
1: Mm, nice. Uh,
0: next we have Best Multiplayer. So this one is just, you know, a game from this year that has multiplayer and is good. Um, <laughs> the winner should be excluded from the category. Player Unknown's Battlegrounds did not release this year. As far as yeah, I'm aware, yeah. still not Oh, Actually, no, it what? has its official release this year.
1: Sure. Uh, it came out I th- on oh, Xbox really? as well. Came it came out on
0: Xbox One, and I believe it officially releases on PC in a week or two as well. Um, right. So it did actually officially release this year, but it released in December. And last year's Video Game Awards, games that came out in December, weren't there. They were in the Game Awards for this year. They postponed them. Um, I saw somewhere before the votes were tallied and everything when you could actually. Oh no, yeah, it's up here in Best Role Playing Game. Final Fantasy XV is there, which came out in December last year. They bumped games from December until this year, so Player Unknown's Battlegrounds should not be there because it's not. It released in December this year. Um, mm-hmm. They're but purely basing Shocking. this on the early access or the pre-release, mm-hmm. you know, press it had, and that shouldn't count. Though out of everything else up there they're all pretty shit so <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah so we've got here uh so uh, PUBG Fortnite Call of Duty World War 2 like fuck who gives a shit uh Splatoon 2 Mario Kart 8 Deluxe which good fun you know argue yeah good good fun arguably should or shouldn't be there and then Destiny 2 which apparently is just bollocks mm. so mm. yeah i don't know maybe maybe it should win yeah. maybe PUBG should win i would win. say
0: honestly the only thing that would up there at, other than PUBG that was a good multiplayer experience that released this year I don't count Mario Kart 8 Deluxe yeah the deluxe switch version came out this year but Mario Kart 8 came out last year um is Splatoon 2 and I I mean yeah probably honestly have more hours in Splatoon 2 than PUBG but I think probably PUBG should have won so yeah all right I withdraw my initial contention <laughs> over it winning because actually this year was just not great for multiplayer games coming out um mm. next we have best sports slash racing game now really these shouldn't have been lumped together in my mind while i care equally little about both there were enough solid <laughs> releases in both sports and racing games this year that they probably should have had their own individual categories um yeah yeah, yeah the, the winner was forza 7 forza motor motorsport 7
1: yeah. Um, I feel
2: like racing games should be a vastly different category to, you know, sports yeah, ball games. for sure.
1: Mm. Especially... Very different in the mechanics and Yeah, things.
0: and there's such different audiences as well. Like, how do you... Mm. Uh, yeah, you can't reach a unanimous focus. It's not like with Best Shooter, for example, you could have... Yeah, every probably everyone who enjoys a first-person shooter could rate every... You know shooter in that category is whether or not they enjoyed it whereas this it's like i like sports games but i don't like racing games or i like racing games but i don't like sports games So you're obviously going to vote for the best of one of those it's it's a weird one um Mm. Mm. but yeah the racing nominees uh forza was the winner overall of the category the other racing nominees were project cars 2 and gt sport um and the sports nominees none of which won were pro evolution soccer 2018 nba 2k 18 and fifa 18 i love how all the sports ones are 2018 and we're still in 2017 (laughs) i don't know when that became a thing i know it was a long time ago that they made the games for the next year but i don't know why that's the thing it makes no sense
1: to Mm. me Mm. yeah it is yeah it's bizarre but uh i guess none of us are huge into sports games anyway so uh who cares yeah Mm.
0: pretty much um yeah best strategy game next now this is a surprising one uh yeah i think yeah so the winner in this category was mario plus rabbits kingdom battle i think the reason it's so surprising to me isn't necessarily because of the quality of the game it was a great game i think it's just because i would never have expected a non-pc game to win best strategy game I'm just, right. and everything else there is a PC game kind of thing. So yeah. it's like, I, you just don't think of strategy games on any other platform. So oh. the other nominees were the XCOM 2 DLC, War of the Chosen. Tooth and Nail by Pocket Watch Games. Not heard of it. Looks like rats. Um, Total War <laughs> Warhammer 2 also looks, also like, looks rats. like rats. looks like rats. And Halo Wars 2 with gorillas. So very animal rats heavy. and gorillas, rats, gorillas, yeah, and yeah. rabbits. One, so there we go. Next category, we got best family game, uh, and surprise, surprise, every title's a Switch game. So the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: which is awesome. Yeah. I fucking love that.
0: I love that. The <laughs> winner Abe would love is to hear is Super Mario Odyssey or Smod, as he affectionately refers to it. Uh, I can't think of a better game to be honest to win that that category. Mm. Um, Yeah. Agreed. Yeah.
1: Thoroughly deserved. Like it's the, it's the family game. Maybe, maybe Mario Kart eight, but then again,
0: I uh, don't count it. It came out last year. I, a a re-release of it within, so I I would count a re-release if it's been a long time. Um, But if it's been a year, then, you know, it's not, it's not been long enough. Stay, stay where you were Mario Kart. Well, don't come to switch, but don't call yourself a new game. Um, Mm. That's like calling that's like saying Breath of the Wild Switch won this year and a runner-up was Breath of the Wild Wii U. Like, it's, you know, you can't. Um, Yeah, sure. The other nominees were, as Regan mentioned, Mario Kart 8. We always have Mario plus Rabbids, Sonic Mania and Splatoon 2. Sonic Mania, of course, was also on many other platforms. It was on pretty much everything. Um, Mm. So that is one that if you don't have a Switch, you can still pick up and is a great family game. Best fighting game. Who plays fighting games here? Who cares about fighting games?
1: <laughs> no, but I do enjoy that Arms is in there. Yes, which is I do as well. Maybe just because <laughs> they needed to, you know, they needed they needed a game. Either they needed... Uh, yeah, yeah, I
0: think that's it, right? They just needed five, and they're like, shit, only four came out this year. One of them's a side-scrolling <laughs> indie game, so it's like, yeah, they clearly, yeah. clearly, were scraping mm-hmm. the barrel there. The winner was Injustice Two. I'm surprised. But at the same time, mm. looking at what's there, maybe I'm not. Maybe I shouldn't be.
1: So I'm just surprised that it, that it won over a Tekken game in a year that Tekken Seven came out. Like that, that another game took it out, uh, based on nothing. Like I don't, I haven't played either of them. I guess based you on have nothing, to consider but,
0: what you know. what's typically viewed as the objectively superior fighting game, Mortal Kombat or Tekken, because that's what Injustice Two is. It's Mortal Kombat with with DC characters.
1: Right, so right. if
0: people prefer Mortal Kombat to Tekken uh, as a technical fighting game, then it would make sense, I guess, that Injustice 2 won, because sure. it is Mortal Kombat, but DC. Yep. Well, there you go. And we had Tekken and ARMS and Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite and Nidhogg 2.
1: <laughs> ARMS, what oh, <okay>. fucking awesome game.
0: <laughs> Almost bought it the other day, actually. It was really cheap. And I was like, man, I can get it for <laughs> that cheap? And I was like, no, no, I couldn't. Uh, best RPG next is a good one everyone plays RPGs and there's were a lot of good ones this year apparently looking at this list mm. uh, there were four mm. great games in this list so <laughs> I, I'm I'm tired who wants to take over for a bit
1: alright cool alright I'll do it uh, best role playing game so uh, I'll read the list and then I'll tell you who won so the list was uh, South Park Fractured But Whole Final Fantasy Fifteen uh divinity original sin 2 near automata and persona 5 and the winner was persona 5 Mm -hmm. uh i played one played one of these (laughs) so uh and it it was okay so what are you guys thoughts Uh, i
0: i would agree with the winner i played two of the games in the list um and i yeah persona 5 sure like everyone who played it loved it it was supposedly uh i think people do actually now refer to it as the best persona game and persona was already up there among sort of you know the best rpg franchises not just jrpg but rpg franchises in general um so if there is a new king of that franchise which already was among the kings of the genre then yeah it makes perfect sense to me yeah
1: yeah
2: i mean Mark, I, any it, thoughts? yeah um... I mean, I, I didn't play Persona Five, but you know, I have heard that it it's pretty awesome. Um, so you know, that's yeah. Um, I played Final Fantasy Fifteen and Neo Automata. Um, personally, I probably wouldn't have put Fifteen on the list. Um, I did have a lot yeah. of complaints just, about it.
1: Oh, I just wouldn't even have featured the. I'd agree that with yeah. that. To mm. be honest, yeah. yeah. A, it came so out last complaints. year. B,
0: not best. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Two strikes.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I have heard the, the DLCs are, um, are pretty good, but I stopped playing them before they came out. So, so. Those, I watched one of, them,
0: one of them and
2: played one of them. The it didn't VR
1: look right. <laughs>
2: Yeah. The VR That's Fishing. That's the only expansion. one I've heard about.
1: Yeah. 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 No, well, they, got, um, they got the
2: stories, yeah. the, the character stories episode. The, the last Gladiol one, I think, had, right. the
0: Ignis one or whatever just came out. I think that might yeah. have been the last one. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I watched the Gladiola episode. Legolas, Gladilus, um, I watched that one, I don't even know, <laughs> I haven't even played the game, um, hmm. I watched that one and it looked like the rest of the game, you know, hmm. I, I, could, sure. I couldn't tell yeah. a difference, it looked like it probably was already in the game and they took it out to make more money. Um hmm. Hmm. Yeah. And yes, but, I, played, um, I played Nier and Persona in it, and I played Persona for 20 minutes. So Nier is really the only one I probably played in it, and I don't think it should have won because I don't class it as an RPG. It was an action
1: game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Well, moving on. Best action slash adventure game. Speaking of action games. Mm-hmm. Nier's so, not here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Nier, Nier's not here, which is... Because apparently they regard um, it as
0: an RPG. I don't know. Weird.
1: Yeah, don't know what's up with that. Hopefully it'll take on an award out. So uh, Uncharted, The Lost Legacy, Assassin's Creed Origins, uh, Super Mario Odyssey, Horizon Zero Dawn, and the winner, which was Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I'm yeah, i happy with the winner. I, I'm probably less happy with the list, mm. I think. Um, I'm happy that Horizon Zero Dawn's on there, but like you say, I think probably Nier should be on that one, maybe? Mm.
0: Yeah, I think it's... Sh- yeah, I... I mean, it depends on how, there's so many ways I could knock games off the list in, you know, in place fit. I could knock Origins off there because Ubisoft doesn't deserve a place anywhere. I could knock <laughs> Uncharted <laughs> off there because it was like a standalone DLC, but it wasn't a game. I mean, I don't know. I'm always yeah. iffy when they add a DLC to a list of potential best it, games for a year. Um, it was, it was even a if, standalone game, and I, I thought it was really good, so... Mm yeah well that'll be why it's there people did love it but at the same time like i don't know i can't see it as its own game to me it just looks like a dlc they take the two least liked characters in the franchise and try to make you like them by making <laughs> forcing you to play as them for like 10 hours that i don't know doesn't seem like good business sense to me but it worked uncharted uh, naughty dog mm. can pull anything off apparently
1: <laughs> yep Cool. Well, the next one up on the list, best, best action game. Um, uh, this our, list, our, our, our ones. Like, this list <laughs> is so bad. <laughs> Two,
0: three of the games on this list aren't action games. And again, Nia's not up here. What is this list?
1: I don't... Yeah, it's bizarre. So we had Wolfenstein 2, Prey, uh, Neo, Destiny 2, and Cuphead. Wolfenstein 2, absolutely. Uh, Prey, maybe? Mm. Neo, what? destiny 2 Mm. yeah Cuphead definitely not oh do they not have uh okay i guess it kind of makes sense i just scrolled up
0: to the top of the list they don't have a category for shooters so that's why they're here like i was like why is wolfenstein here why is destiny here uh prey is more of an rpg you know why are these games here they're not action um, they are full of action, mm. but their genre is not action. But apparently they don't have a uh, shooter genre. So that's why they're here. Um, mm. Yeah. No. Out there of the got. game, well, list, uh, yeah. Wolfenstein 2 is clearly the best. So yeah. I'm not really... Nice. I'm not against the winner. Just the category makes no sense. Jeff, you got to do something that makes sense because <laughs> you're losing us. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, moving on. Best VR slash AR game uh we had star trek bridge creek we had i want to be the captain we had far yeah (laughs) far point um lone echo super hot vr and resident evil 7 biohazard the only one of these that i've played is super hot vr and i had a fucking excellent time with it it's super super fun um the rest of them i'm not sure but i'm sure resident evil 7 biohazard was a good game um any thoughts
0: yeah, I've only played Resi 7 on that list and it was a great game. So, I can only imagine it's it? even better in VR. I only played it normally, not in VR, but it was so good normally that I it would be even better in VR. It would be. I already gave it 10 out of 10 within that genre. You know, as a shining example of what those games should do, it would be like a 20 out of 10 in VR, I'm sure. It would be so good. The atmosphere mm. would just be enhanced so much.
1: Cool. Oh. Mike, any thoughts?
2: Uh no, I haven't played any
1: of those games. So yeah. Sweet. I haven't even oh, heard good. of moving on. Some of them, so. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Best hand best handheld game in a year where we've had a fucking monster of a handheld um console come out. It actually None of its I'm games sure, are on here. Yeah yeah, I, I guess maybe they're not counting the switch. Anyway, uh Poochie and Yoshi's Woolly World, which looks like a really interesting mm. uh Almost like stop motiony type thing. Uh, Monster Hunter Stories, Ever Oasis, Fire Emblem Echoes, Shadow of Valentia, and Metroid. Seamus, Seamus, Seamus returns. Seamus. This is sh- for Seamus. Sh- Seamus, Metroid, and Metroid <sighs> took it out. Uh, go thoughts.
2: Yeah, uh, uh, have not played any.
1: Okay. <laughs> Uh, i'm sure i'm sure metroid is a worthy winner there Mm. uh cool moving on uh best mobile game um we had super mario run fire emblem heroes old man's journey hidden folks and monument valley two and the winner was monument valley two is
0: hidden folks just where's wally on your phone
1: it looks like it.
0: That's great. That should have won. <laughs> I yeah. want that. It's.
1: <laughs> I I quite, quite look alike, like the look of the photo that they've used for Old Men's Journey. Mm. I'm not sure what that's all about, but it looks interesting. A modern-day Moby Dick um, story. Yeah, something like that. Um, but Monument Valley won. Uh, well done, Monument Valley. Uh, best ongoing game, which is interesting in and of itself. Uh, options were Overwatch, Warframe, Rainbow Six Siege, Grand Theft Auto Online, Destiny 2, and PUBG. Uh, Balthazar, I feel like you probably have some thoughts around this one.
0: I've played every single game in this category this year, um, and Overwatch should not have won. That's that's it, really. Um, it already took out best esport game for the year. I feel like every single update for Overwatch this year was focused on growing it in the esports area and not growing it... In its entirety as a game, um, and for that reason, it kind of fell in relation to some of the other games on the list. Um, mm. I think uh, I think Warframe takes this category personally. Um, had a lot of updates this year, a lot of new content. It had the open world stuff added in. Um, it was it was a phenomenal year for Warframe. I, I'm actually just really happy to see it's on the list. That a free to play game yeah. that's like you know. Ten years old um, is actually still being brought up yearly in in a category.
1: Yeah,
0: um, absolutely. But likewise, I think, except for Destiny Two, uh, maybe PUBG. I think Warframe, Rainbow Six Siege, and GTA Online both had stronger years than Overwatch this year. Sorry, both all three had stronger years than Overwatch this year. Um, so I'm not quite sure why Overwatch won. Maybe jeff Keeley and jeff kaplan are the same person and that's why yeah um maybe who knows <laughs> but yeah
1: nice all right uh games for impact and i'm going to read the little blurb for this because what the fuck does games for impact mean uh it means for a thought-provoking game with a profound pro-social meaning or message our options were hellblades send you a sacrifice please knock on my door night in the woods uh, life is strange before the storm bury me love bury me my love and what remains of eden edith finch our winner was cinema's sacrifice which from what i've heard about the game sounds like a pretty deserving award
0: Hmm. i i think mike and i would be on different ends of the spectrum for this one because i know that mike liked i i may be putting words in your mouth my recollection is that you liked the um sort of the way that it tackled the issues it did whereas i was on the opposite end of the fence and i thought it wholly detracted from the game and did it really poorly um mm. so i don't yeah, think it should have won this like maybe out of the other games there because i've not played any of them maybe it was the best but if you compare hellblade senor's sacrifice to that dragon cancer which was last year's winner it's a shit show by comparison
2: hmm. yeah um well wow. hmm yeah, I mean I kind of agree, <laughs> okay. agree with you both so Like I do I do think that it probably would have been better if it was just like you know, as you said, like uh it's a bit of a complicated explanation, but you know, um instead of it's just sort of her paranoia that it that she's actually going into, you know, hell or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um would have been done a bit better. But yeah, I mean, I liked it. Um yeah. <laughs> Not much to say really. <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> nice uh next award was best performance um, awarded for an individual who did cool stuff uh, uh laura bailey for uncharted the lost legacy as nadine and claudia black as chloe in uncharted uh brian bloom for uh for being bj blask for which uh, wits in wolfenstein 2 Ashley Birch in Horizon Zero Dawn as Aloy and Melina Juergens uh, as Senua in Cinema's Hel- Sacrifice. Uh, Melina took it out. What I enjoy about this is that um, the number of ladies are there. I think it's quite cool that it's, it's mostly dominated by, by lady characters. All, all, five. Um, all
0: five of those people are women. Look at that picture of Brian. That's not...
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, look at that smoldering look. Yeah. They've, they've definitely photoshopped the shit out of his eyes, eh? He how is uh, that
0: man BJ? Like how is how is that like Metro <laughs> man the manliest man in the world? Like it
1: makes no Check sense. Check out those cheekbones, yeah. eh? Like, man, them and some cheekbones. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I've i not too much to say on this one. I mean, it's um it's cool that there's some some awesome talent in there. Uh yeah. Moving on, uh, best audio design. This is one that that, that I'm kind of excited about. Recognize the best in game audio and sound design. Uh, Hellblade, uh, actually Hellblade won it. Um, Destiny 2's in there, Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, and Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I of the games that I've played, Mario and Zelda. Um, Sure, no, no, nothing jumped out at me. Zelda had an awesome soundtrack, yeah. but I'm not sure that yeah.
0: it's bizarre that they have best music and best audio design as different categories. If they're going to put a game like Destiny Two and best audio design, which only had a soundtrack, it didn't have audio design. It had music. It had good music. It didn't have audio design. So why is it there? Like it's, it, I mean, I know that firing a gun is supposedly audio design, but it's not good. Like it's not, you know. <laughs> It's not special. <laughs> yeah. When you pull the trigger, you expect it to go bang, and that's what it does. That's mm. not, I, yeah, mm. I don't know. It's weird. Um, I think the only game in there other than Hellblade, like Hellblade and Breath of the Wild are the only two in there that I think actually have notable audio design, you know, with Breath of the mm. Wild, Silence being the choice for audio design there in a lot of areas, and it works really well. Um, whereas was <laughs> Sacrifice, in fact, they're both the same thing. was Sacrifice, I think, probably wins because of the silence because most of the time all you hear is the footsteps or the rain hitting the ground or you know drips when you're in a cavern kind of like you know the sound does the audio design is always when everything else is quiet pretty much um Mm, and i think mm. breath of the wild and hellblade both did that really well the other three games on the list i can't remember a moment where you could actually tell what the sound design was because music wasn't blaring at you um So I think that's, I guess, the difference. This category feels like it really only has two worthy nominees. Abe could probably talk more to Smod. He spent a lot more time with it than any of us have. So maybe it does actually have really good audio design. I just don't remember there not being music playing at all times.
1: Hmm yeah agreed uh cool all right next up is the actual best score music um and we had Disney 2 cuphead persona 5 super mario odyssey the legend of zelda breath of the wild and nier automata and nier automata took it out um Mm. for best score Mm. uh you guys happy with that
2: yeah absolutely
0: love that game had a great soundtrack i'm surprised wolfenstein's not there as a nomination that had a great soundtrack as well. Yeah, um, again, i potentially put it over something like Breath of the Wild because that had amazing audio design, but the music wasn't particularly memorable. Um, the most memorable track from that game is the Legend of Zelda theme song, which is in every Zelda game. Um, so yeah. I think, again, like it just feels like it's a bit of a cross over there. I don't necessarily think Breath of the Wild should have been in best score, and I think Wolfenstein 2 probably should have been. Um, but I'm not adverse to the winner
1: near had a phenomenal soundtrack yeah. nice nice uh cool Alrighty. uh next on the list best art direction um and you could probably guess without even looking at this um you know where they went with this persona 5 horizon zero dawn destiny 2 the legend of zelda breath of the wild and cuphead cuphead took it out um i guess just because it's unique right like uh and mm. it's clearly based on its art in some ways i don't know uh, but, like
0: i uh, the thing is you nailed it, right? It's unique. But that's not the category. The category is best. It's not the best. Like Mike said, it looks kind of fucked up. <laughs> fucked up isn't best. I'd say Persona yeah, 5 yeah. destroys it. Utterly destroys it. Sure. Wipes the floor with it. If you're talking best, the one that actually visually looks the best. Um uh, Destiny 2 and Horizon, don't know why they're there. They're generic looking games. They look like generic you know trying to imitate real life but with quirky stuff in it you know they make the characters try to look like people they make the trees look like trees the terrain look like terrain like it's not really a direction it's just imitating life and putting robot dinosaurs in both of them um (laughs) the other three though yeah cuphead i don't know it's just i mean it's a word it's a word thing abe and i have enough debates about this all the time the use of I'm yeah. strongly opposed to the use of the word best in these sorts of things if it actually means, you know, favorite as nominated by the audience. Because favorite, yep, mm. that's yeah. subjective. Best yeah. is an objective word, not a subjective word. Yeah. And Cuphead is not objectively the best looking game on that list. It's objectively it says, the worst looking game on that list.
2: Yeah. It says outstanding creative and or technical achievement. I wouldn't really say Cuphead is technical achievement, being that it's, you know, based off you know like 1920s animations or whatever and like, I wouldn't say it's yeah. creative
0: when the characters <laughs> that, that, are literally the Mickey Mouse but with a cup for a head
2: Yeah,
0: that design is yeah. literally Mickey Mouse so it's not particularly creative True. either just replacing Mickey's head with a cup isn't being creative it's bordering on plagiarism <laughs> yeah
1: Nice. Best narrative is the next one. We're getting into the point, the pointy end of things. Um, best narrative for outstanding storytelling. Yada yada yada. Uh, what remains of Edith Finch? Near Automata, Hellblade: Cinema Sacrifice, Horizon Zero Dawn, and Wolfenstein 2. And hmm. the winner was What Remains of Edith Finch.
2: I played four of these ones actually.
0: Yeah. Uh okay. The winner was garbage, so I don't think it should win. I think <laughs> so this is one of those things, actually. I complained when I saw this. I think it was to earn, um, I was talking to, uh, and said basically that it looks like it doesn't matter even if you are able to fund and set up your own awards show. You always have to have that obligatory, let's acknowledge an indie developer because it's just a faux pas to not at an awards show award. And that's what they've done right. here. They've given it to Giant Sparrow. Uh, because if you don't give an indie game a major award, at a video games award show, then people say, oh, you're not actually experienced everything that's out there. You're just mainstream. You're clearly backed by publishers, blah, blah, blah. Um, so you have to give one to an indie. Shouldn't give Best Narrative to a shitty indie with no narrative, though. Um, the narrative was <laughs> garbage. Uh, I watched a playthrough of that game, and it was shit. It was gone home level of shit where the narrative was all banking on a twist at the end and the twist was shit um literally any other game in that category should have won i wouldn't care near mm. hellblade wolfenstein horizon uh my vote would be near but literally any of those four could have won and i wouldn't care i'd agree with it what remains a feed of the mm. friend should not even be there the the ingredients list on the back of my v can here has a more engaging narrative than what remains a feed of the friend. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Good one, good one. Uh, best game direction, uh, Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild, Wolfenstein 2, Resident Evil 7, Biohazard, Super Mario Odyssey, and Horizon Zero Dawn, and the winner was Legend of Zelda. I, I, I can't argue with that. Like mm. I, I think game direction is probably a pretty good award mm. for, for I think, Zelda. I think
2: from what I've played and heard of these games, they're all pretty solid picks. So. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm.
0: It's, yeah, it's actually interesting because uh, they've all done something new. And I guess that's what it is, right? Best game direction. It's taking something established and, and changing the direction of it into something unexpected but great. Um, and yeah. all of these have done that. Guerrilla Games, all their games previously were, you know, very uh, linear shooters. So they completely shook it up with that one. Mario's just been back to his old side-scrolling platformer roots for a long time. So going back into 3D was cool. Resi has been, you know garbage for a while so being good was a cool new direction to go in um (laughs) wolfenstein 2 very different from one and yeah zelda's not been open world before really i mean it's had a world but it's Mm. been quite focused so yeah i i actually this i think is the only category in the entire awards show that i agree with every single nomination actually being nominated Mm. for
1: yep nice my my one thing here is that i probably would have liked to have seen horizon zero dawn maybe because i think i, I don't know I, I really enjoyed the game and that the combat and the way that like that the, the narrative and everything in there i just feel like they should have had more of a shoe in on this one yeah um sure. or or at least uh one of the awards um but yeah i don't know that's just me um the last award is the big granddaddy the game of the year uh nominations for this one were super mario odyssey persona 5 horizon zero dawn pub g and the le- <laughs> yeah right yeah. and the legend of zelda uh and the winner was the legend of zelda uh, which uh, great awesome i'm more concerned about the nominations here uh thoughts <laughs> yeah i mean i
0: think i think breath of the wild should have won Out of this year, there's been a lot of fantastic games, but I think it's the only game to release this year that has actually fundamentally shaken up the genre of open world games and changed my perception of what an open world game can bring to the table because we've just been stuck with so many you know, littered maps with collectibles and shit and nothing really going on in them for so long that actually being reminded of what an open world game can be and should be was great. So mm. I really think it's the only game this year to come out that's fully shaken up a genre within the industry and it should be fully acknowledged for that. But what the fuck is PUBG doing on this list?
1: Right, right. Like I was just thinking about this now. If if they had swapped out PUBG for uh for Nier, I reckon we would have had a good list. Mm. Um mm. Love that I I love that Horizon Zero Dawn's on there just because they've you know, nomination is important as well. But yeah, uh, PUBG must just be there because of the number of people that played it, right? Yeah,
0: that's like... entirely it. It's like just appeasing the masses. They're not going to give mm. it the award so that they don't have to, you know, lose any of the show's actual integrity. But they're going to put it there to appease the masses. The only thing PUBG did right this year was not be What Remains of Edith Finch. That's what. That's why it deserves to be there. Um, it's yeah. I sure. don't know. It's. I guess it should be acknowledged for potentially uh, this could not be true. But I want to say it's you know like the fastest growing uh, number of players or whatever in a in an early access game like ever. Mm-hmm. That may be mm-hmm. wrong, but I feel like I've seen that somewhere by a by an actually potentially reputable source. Um, yep. And if that's true, okay. This is why we want little blurbs underneath each nominee though to see why it was nominated because i don't know if that's the case i just see PUBG on a list which only has five games for game of the year
1: yeah i don't know i just think it's not like as far as like objective quality of the game um i just don't think it's up there star wars battlefront 2 was
0: better that's gonna (laughs) be that's gonna start fights but uh, yeah if you're actually about actual quality of (laughs) gameplay Ignore the shitty Mm. microtransactions. Ignore the pay-to-win aspect. Just the actual gameplay that's present, 60 versus 60, big team battles. Battlefront 2 was an objectively better game in terms of the actual fundamentally present gameplay. It may not have been better with all the other bullshit they added in. It may have become a worse game overall, but if we purely assess the gameplay, and PUBG only has its gameplay right now, because it's not out, they've not been able to monetize it with microtransactions or anything, literally just has its gameplay to go off, and its gameplay is not as good as
1: Battlefront 2. Agreed. Agreed. In terms of the winner, Legend of Zelda, 100%. I think they have absolutely nailed that there, um, which goes to show, because, like, I mean, I would say that it's less accessible accessible than a lot of the other games on the list. So, you know, if you've got a PlayStation, you probably played Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, Persona 5's up there as well. Maybe not everyone's cup of tea. PUBG, you know, you can buy that for, like, you know, the price of a coffee. Uh, <laughs> but but Zelda, and, well, and and Mario, I guess, are less Accessible because they're on this new console, Mm. and not everyone owns one. So this is kind of cool because it suggests that the game was chosen not just because of its popularity, but because of its its absolute quality. So yeah, hundred percent, I'm I'm with you on that one. It's funny
0: how what this awards show has really shown this year is that even though we had the Xbox One X coming out, which is without a doubt, unquestionably the most powerful console released, it doesn't really have a showing. There are no Xbox exclusives Mm. here. The game of the years, none of them have been on Xbox until PUBG came out like a week ago. We've got two Mm. Nintendo exclusives, two Sony exclusives, and a game that was a PC exclusive until this month. Xbox has not had a good year this year. eh? Yeah, Mm. considering that normally... Sony's the one that's just kind of on the back foot a bit like they've got a lot of fans and their first-party games are usually really good They normally just don't have the showing, you know, they don't have multiple quality first-party launches a year um, Whereas Xbox normally does and this year it looks like Xbox has done nothing except to release a console hmm
1: mm. Yeah, agreed. It's an interesting thought Interesting thought so well done Nintendo for basically winning winning the year. Yeah mm. well that pretty much wraps us up for the game of the year awards um and i think probably our podcast guys we uh we're taking along so unless anyone has anything they want to finish up with uh we can we can think about wrapping it up right there Mm. yeah cool let's do it nice nice well uh i'll i'll finish up uh, might as well uh will do the thing that abe always does we are in all the normal places thank you so much for coming and checking out the podcast if you've listened to the whole thing you're a legend uh we're in all sorts of places you can find us in overcastgamer.com uh you've probably seen the rss for the podcast uh facebook slash overcast gamer, twitter.com slash overcast gamer, twitch.tv slash overcast gamer NZ and we might be getting back into our streams early in the new year. Uh, maybe very early in the new year. Um so be sure to check it out. Thank you very much and uh kakite. Yep. Yeah. Cheers guys bye.